Morning, Tommy. Morning, Jojo. How are you? I'm doing all right, Mr. Finley. Keeping it, keeping it for the reels as we do, Finley boy. Okay, I'll take that. All right, whatever that is. Yeah, an idea of a place to start, or I got, a, I got an idea. Here. Oh, please, produce away. Well, here's a question for you. Yeah. Um, who's, let's say, who's your, who's your favorite old Hollywood actor of all time? Probably Humphrey Bogart. Okay. Yeah, that's great. Okay, I'm, I'm gonna it's have to pretty go. Generic choice, I have to admit, but yeah. You're gonna have but to it's go so with. fucking hard to argue with that. Yeah, yeah. Really I mean, Bogart's is. amazing. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, My favorite, and and of course this is all you know contingent, and other people sometimes swim into it. But overall, like throughout my life, perhaps my favorite Hollywood star of that era mm-hmm. and into later has always been our subject of today's episode, mm-hmm. Robert Mitchum. Okay. Love. Why? Why is it in general? There was just uh, there's something about him that is like even keeled, medium sized. Not over the top guy. Not over the top. No, no, no. He could be over the top. But I'm saying like the persona that he presented was like was a was a macho individual. Yep. Who didn't have a lot to didn't seem to have a lot to prove in that score. Do you think that his um, 1948 arrest for the narcotic marijuana um, influenced um, how he hit Hollywood? Like his attitude? Oh, absolutely! I think it did, and I think that's and, and I think that's part of the attitude that I find so I admire him for that. I like I uh-huh. literally admire him for mm-hmm. his behavior at that. He's a you know he got caught with marijuana. He did his fucking time. He, he did. He, what did he do? He like was, a few months or something? Yeah, he did. Like yeah, he did. Like uh, yeah, he did several months. I want to mm-hmm. say I want to say six months or something like okay. that. Yeah. He was a fucking man about it. He did what he, yeah. he did. The, he did the crime. He did the fucking good time. Good fellas. Ah, you broke your cherry. You suck, learned the most important lesson. Suck my balls. I'm a man. <laughs> Man, yeah. You suck so. your ball. You never rat on a friend. That's right. And he didn't. And he just, mm-hmm. he did his time. Mm-hmm. And I think that that worked in his favor. He like actually is one of those few Hollywood actors who just did that. Mm-hmm. Um, and not only did he survive it, but I think he was widely admired for. You think so? I think he was. Within the community. Within the community. Okay. And more importantly, within like the, mo- the movie watching audience in general. People were like, yeah, he, right, he fucked up, but he was okay. He was... He was a man about it. He, we did an episode last week on John Wayne, and, and uh, Robert Mitchum has something in my uh, sort of similar, comparable, whatever. I can't think of words today mm-hmm. with John Wayne, and that's that that sort of like um, the manly, in shape, out of shape body of yes. the 1940s, 50s, and 60s. Right. Right. <laughs> well, the best. He I definitely kicked both of our asses, but I don't, not, that doesn't say him anything. Not at, at all. And in, in, in all these cases, the younger version of these actors would have. We're 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 pretty good, but again, yep. like like so like um, uh, Lancaster. No, could kick our ass. It was an acrobat, like you know. Yeah. So they had like the they had mm-hmm. the they had the P ninety X bodies of their day. I, Some of them did. I don't younger. get the reference, but I'm I'm a, not a. I'm a nerd. Sorry. What's, well, what is that? Uh, oh, that's oh, that's like one of these. That's one of those extreme get cut fitness things. Oh, okay. Video things yep. and, and workout regimen sort of Got things. Got it. And some of these guys have that. And like <laughs> like you like Burr Lancaster had it. Definitely Kirk Douglas Kirk had Douglas, it into his forties. Sure. For God's sake, it was Spartan. the hundreds. What are you talking about, buddy? <laughs> <laughs> he's, he's got like even after the stroke his yep. right side is still fucking that amazing he's lifting weights into his 80s man yeah which is probably didn't help with the stroke but mm. but um, Mitchum had, he, there was a, there was he I think he had it early on like mm-hmm. certainly you know Cape Fear days and then later on yeah. he was just a solidly built individual now you know my dear mother mm. brought up recently over a breakfast which we both attended 
Um, I think she was talking about John Wayne or someone, and she said, I wonder if he, now that all these allegations are coming out about sexual assault and harassment, I wonder if he, which of course he, but no more he than Robert Mitchum. Oh, must he must have been very molested. What did you just say? Me? No, but more than he, than, than he was. Oh, sorry, that was bad grammar. I was molesting the English language, but I think if there's a molesty individual out there, in a Hollywood classic scene, it's got to be Robert Mitchum. No, I have I th- nothing to hang I on. Think you're, I think you're Please, negatively Robert in- Mitchum's estate. Don't sue me. I'm just saying, <laughs> theorizing here. I think you're negatively affected by some of the movie roles he had, and I think he was probably. I think he was a gentleman, in, in and he was more gentlemanly than we would give him credit for, okay. based on Game Fear. Yeah, you're right. And some what, what are the movies we're going to talk about today? Okay, so it's let's based on malarkey, sir. I was thinking, are you you and your mal- into- you and your malarkical. <laughs> Can I introduce a film? Yes, please. Do you mind if we work backwards? Hey, man. I'd like to work back. Well, you should go in chronological order. I'd like to go in chronological. The truth of the matter yes. is, and this is, I never remember the dates of these fucking things. Uh, That's why you always introduce them. Because I was and a child I make you nerd. Do, I make you do that even though you didn't know it all I this time. I memorized film dates, times, producers when I was a kid. Oh, no. did it get me girls in high no, school? Sure oh, did they love it? Oh, the finger banging you will have. <laughs> Um, so we're talking first and out of order, um, 1960s Home from the Hill, Home from the Hill. starring Robert Mitchum, mm-hmm. but also George Hamilton, the great tan one. Jesus Christ. Talk about two fucking Hollywood tans going to battle. Well, one head to head on that one. And then a guy who always loves it when a plan comes together, uh, George, George Papad. You told me, you confessed to me once that you, you were not into the A-Team as a kid. No, no. I never watched the A-Team as a kid. Um, you've I'm, seen it though. I have seen it. Yeah. Um, I, you know what? Hold on. Let me back up. I don't yeah. know that I've ever seen a full episode. Get out of here. I know what I, you're doing over Christmas break, buddy, and what you're getting. <laughs> I'm sorry. I was too busy watching Quincy, another classic, <laughs> my friend. I don't know. It's something about the A-Team just never really, I don't know. It never sung with me. Okay. I think I, uh, you know, I have no good reason for it. It was just at a time when I wasn't watching a lot of. That kind of, you know, like uh, like the really popular stuff on TV. Okay. So we have, I think we had like three channels and I had nothing fucking popular to watch. So we have those those three men, and they are uh, really driving the film. I mean, there are um, there are women. There's Everett Stone. Mm-hmm. Uh, there's uh, Luann. Um, there be ladies. Luann Patton. I mean, I'm, I'm looking at IMDB to sort of note that. Right. Because they're, I mean, no discredit them, but it's really a film driven by... Um, the the question of masculinity. Yeah, there's men coming. The dangers a, of masculinity. The dangers of the uh, the, the the you know the, the generations of, of of men coming of age in their own in their own way. Yeah, you know, dependent upon the previous one. You know, well, I think it's also like I, I, I it just all of a sudden popped in my head. One of my favorite episodes of Louis is, um, and you know, Louis C.K. could be an auteur. He'd be very funny, but also he'd have these sort of small vignettes. In no way do we condone the rest of it. No. We'll talk about that later. Okay. So, but there's a great episode. I don't know if you remember this one about about this kid who bullies him while he's on a date. So Louis C.K.'s on a date. Oh, fuck. And the kid's sort of. He's in a donut shop and the kid is just a troubled fucker. Yeah. And he comes over and he starts harassing Louis C.K. And he makes Louis C.K. apologize to him yeah. in front of his date, which is totally emasculating. And then the date is like, I'm kind of turned off. And he's like, did you want me to fight that kid? No, no, of course not. But I'm also kind of turned off. And it's like, that's the complexity of, of masculinity. It's yeah. toxic side as well as it's... Um, 
what it's there for, just like feminine. The, the good side of it. The good side of it. And, and this film immediately, one of the things <laughs> I like about it, it's it's really a soap opera, is that... It is a soap opera, I yeah. mean, I remember seeing it for the first time when I was like 11 or 12, and that's the perfect time for a young man to sort of be like... What does all this mean? Like, how? What does it mean to be manly? Why is there hair? And and now I, <laughs> why is there hair down? A good, good, excellent contribution, uh-huh. Tom. But also, you know, thirty something years later or forty years later, I'm, I'm, uh, I'm, I, this film makes me revisit some of those thoughts. Like, what have I learned, if anything, about that stuff? Anyway, not to complicate it too much, but it, it really it's about um, Robert Mitchum, who's like the big fish in a small Texas town. He right. owns everything: the cotton mill, the land, the cotton is grown incredibly on. Incredibly macho in every sense that matters in this community. <laughs> oh, as well. he snaps his fingers, and the dogs come too. As he, hunting dogs. As he as he goes out, and I need to kill some wildlife <laughs> just so I can come tonight. Like that's these. Uh, just, that's the guy he is here. What's that store that he used to like have vibrating chairs and like ridiculous the like, like Brookstone type uh, store? Like Big Al's Porn Shop. Oh no! Wait a minute! No 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 no! Oh, uh, it's final nose. It's a bad reference, but anyway, it's final. Smart and final. No. <laughs> anyway, his his everything about his life is is like that, like wood wood dark wood paneling and yeah and leather. You know, Dude, like like the town is his man cave. <laughs> the town is his man cave, Tom. I, I struggled, and you really yeah, fucking it's okay. Being an artist, thank you. So. Um, <laughs> So he's all about being a man, and but the scene, the whole movie opens up with a scene where he's he's um, hunting, he's mm-hmm. tall in the weeds hunting, um, with his um, like kind of manservant. You're 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 initially sort of given to understand George Papard, this sort of hanger on, this younger man who does yeah, his bidding all the like, time. It's like his second in command manservant yeah. situation, right? And and a, a man pops out of the weeds and shoots Robert Mitchum in the shoulder, mm-hmm. wounding him. And right. what it is, of course, is it's another husband who's found out that Robert Mitchum's been dicking the, the yeah, wife. He's been plowing everything with a badge in that entire town. Which is how he's he expresses his um Manliness, yeah, of course, I understandably, understandably so, but not to- that's how I do it too, so, except yeah. with plants. Yeah, plants in my office and you, cultivation. You should of see him fucking the plants. It's some. That's to be not what I meant. You silly I, man. You know what? I apologize, Joe. You make love to them, and oh, I'm sorry. I, 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 I imparted judgment there, and that was not okay. Why are my plants saying me too? <laughs> but so, um, now, he, now, now, at the same time, okay. Mm-hmm. So yeah, so he's, he gets shot by by a jealous husband. Yeah, nobody's surprised. He doesn't no, even. No, doesn't his wife even, isn't surprised. It doesn't even upset him. No, he's like, ah, well, I his hunting trip is off. I mean, that upsets him. Yeah, right. Yeah. Um, so, uh, but, but, so, so he gets back and so he's, he's taken wounded back to his house and we mm-hmm. find his wife and his son living in the house and he is, and, and the price for him being able to fuck everything yeah. in a skirt around town is that he lets the wife raise his son. Yeah. And his wife is, you know, understands <coughs> it, just, I mean, doesn't understand it, but is knows about it and is like, eh, fuck, I'm in this situation this with his asshole husband who was attracted to me once, but now he's fucking everyone else. I'm going to raise my son. To be not like him. George Hamill to be other than him. A Sensitive boy. Yes, yeah, a sensitive like boy. Stamps and he's just basically he should like have a pinwheel and one of those little hats and like uh, just just, just, just <laughs> and looking like, at a gigantic lollipop, lollipop <laughs> just, just with faggot written on his back or well, something like so, that because that's what that's how he's yeah, real mature guys. Yeah, so so <laughs> yeah, so George Hamilton has, is the opposite of his father. He's he's no alpha <clears throat> male. He's not all. even a beta <clears throat> male. No, no, he's no, a he's, zeta male. He's, he's he's basically the fifties idea of a, of a, of a guy not a male. It's a woman essentially. And everyone else in town is in awe of, of they call him Captain, I think. Captain? Yeah. Right? yeah well, because every Southern 
every, every Southerner with power has to have a military title of some kind. I guess so. And so there reaches some sort of point. I think Colonel the event, Sanders. I think the event is that um, George Hamilton, the sort of weakling son, um, is taken out on a, the, the, the sort of famous well, snipe hunt. Yeah, the locals decide to fuck with... They just fuck they, with him. They just humiliate him, basically. Yeah, basically yeah, the and the captain, father says, enough of this shit, man. Yeah, I, I, were, I'm taking back my promise. I'm going to help raise this kid. You're an extension of me, you little weasel. Yeah, extension of my huge Texas mule. Oh, my dong. Although they're in Texas. Where, where did, no, they're in, uh, they're in Arkansas. No, it doesn't matter at all. No, well, it does. It does play relative to some one of the hunts. Some of the hunts later on, they're all hunting. Uh, we don't want to mislead that demographic that's in the classic movie and also understands the geographic location and authenticity of hunts. You're right, Tom. Yeah, that's right, Joe. We want to be. We want to be real. We want to keep it real. Keeping it real as we as do. always on the finish. I, I got my nerds. Fuck you. Thank you. So uh, he's pointing to a candy box in his pocket. By the way, that's not my pocket. Okay. So um, anyway, so that's so this is box. the initial conflict. Is like the you know the no. No, don't take my boy from me, the wife and the mother, right? Uh, mm-hmm. But it's like this kid is is having been humiliated, wants to become he a man. So it's all about like. But now that there's several things that happen, and one of them is that the good folk of the town, including uh, fathers of daughters, mm-hmm. are now going to want nothing to do with George Hamilton because if you're not only your father's son, but now starting to hunt and yeah. and become a quote unquote man like him, you're going to be the same piece of shit terror he was to this town, right? Because they they tip their hat to him, but come to really they realize they don't they don't, like, don't, him they don't like him. They just fear him. He's a shitbag who bangs oh, their, their daughters and wives. Yes, with, with, with zero repercussions. Yes, he's like Walter Mondale. Mm. So Walter, what <laughs> the fuck are you? Talking? No wonder he's he like won Jimmy Minnesota. Carter. I did sin with that woman in my mind, and yeah, then I banged right. her. More like Billy, I guess. And I draped her over it. Anyways, yep. Okay. Oh. Wow. We the just, room got slippery. Mm. So, so um, that's one of the conflicts. The other is the George Papard character, yeah, who's, that, who's that, just been his right hand sort of man. Go ahead. No, been his right hand man, and rather than take full charge of raising his son to be the man, he puts George Papard in charge of a lot of that. Yes, that's Makes true. Him into, into, integral to the to the system of, of making his boy a man, and so George Papard is doing is performing those roles with with a little bit of tight lippedness. He's a little bit resentful of this situation, and it doesn't become clear why that is until it later is a little on. bit like, why don't you leave? I mean, if you're just employed by this guy and he does you do all the stuff, he doesn't treat you right. What's the problem? <laughs> right. And there's a revelation that explains yeah. why. Boom. He is. He is Robert Mitchum's son. That's the revelation. Illegitimate. No need to watch it. That's right. <laughs> <laughs> yes. You're going to want to watch it for the technicolor of this movie. Well, friend. there's a lot of things to talk about in terms of that cinematography yeah. for sure. But yeah, so so there it is. You have this abandoned son, sort of abandoned bastard, if you will. Mm-hmm. Um, you have who's, who is kind who's of all being man. raised as one of the hounds, essentially. But also, he George Bernhardt is naturally kind of more like Robert Mitchum, but then kind of wants to teach himself eventually through these all these circumstances to be a little more like, like a, George Hamilton, a, a little more of a, a sensitive soul in the world. A better person. Not like his father. Yeah, yeah, he wants to be like his father, but not the dick part. And so there's all this sort of stuff about, you know, George Hamilton having a girlfriend mm-hmm. um, who then sort of like becomes Robert Mitchum's side who, mm-hmm. who then. Side piece. Uh, side piece, thank you. Um, who then ultimately is um, a George uh, a Prepard takes responsibility for. And there's right. a sort of another bastard child. There's all this sort of circling around in the story. But really, what it is ultimately, again and again, 
is it is a massive soap opera. It's a soap opera. It's interesting. Unapologetically. Unapologetically a yeah. soap opera at a, in an era at a time when a lot of movies were being soap operas at this time. This is an interesting one because this is a male slant soap opera, which makes it yeah. a little different. Peyton Place, mm-hmm. you know, all those, all those things. The dolls. Well, that was a little later, I guess. That was later on, but, yeah. but, but, but the idea is still there. There were yeah. a lot of movies that were like this, you know, um, sort of... Uh, Anyways, so mm-hmm. this was a kind of a male slant on a mm-hmm. soap opera yeah. situation going on at the time. Sure, uh, and um, and and I am all in on its soap opera ness. Yeah, it's fucking great. It is it's okay. really. Um, it's over the top. Mm-hmm. It's wonderfully over the top. You mentioned the color and being you're being a little facetious, but it, I think it really has some interesting colored, it's uh, like interesting. darkening colors cinematography. No, I think it's really interesting. Yeah. I think interesting is the right word for it. Yeah, and it's a real slice of that like. Uh, America too that independent but related to the story um, I always think of it see if you follow me here like that time in America where grocery stores had like butcher paper hanging in the window with with the specials painted on the paper mm-hmm. that type of America a very sort of early Wonder Bread America oh like the Piggly Wiggly yeah that of type thing. of thing right Ralph's Barbecue and you're yeah. in a fucking you're in a in a fucking uh, oh god damn it like the, like the first like the, this generation's parents had ice boxes and they, they have refrigerators right right you know right. what I mean mm-hmm. it's somehow Walmart came out of all of this later on but that's <laughs> I think Reagan's fault for some reason yeah. I always blame Reagan right you know there's a waffle there's a there's a proto waffle house nearby yes the first waffle house appears mm-hmm. in the background of this movie for sure I love this movie I love uh, almost everything about it and when it's over the top, I love it. The acting is over the top. Mm-hmm. The writing is over the top. The the relations between all the town folk are over the top. Mm-hmm. The illegitimate children are coming out of the woodwork like cheese through a cheese grater. That's yeah. an analogy. And um, cheese, cheese grater. Yeah, sure. Why yeah, not? Absolutely. Yeah. Um, this movie. Let me think. I got to think about this. This is not. If you said name top one hundred movies, this yep. would not be in there. I don't think. But so. if you put. But if I saw it, like if I saw the little, that that VHS tape on the top of the VCR mm-hmm. and nothing else was around, I'd be like, yeah, I'm gonna watch the fuck out of this because it's a it's a watchable movie. It's a good yep. watchable movie. It's a it's a workman. It's a workmanship movie. It's yep. not great. It's not great cinematography. But I think it's worth watching. It's I think really it's fucking really interesting. F- it's really fun and it's yeah. It's if. I don't know what else to say about this film. I give it. A, I give it a. Now we're having a new rating system, and mm-hmm. it's um, it's a Tom's diabetic toe up. Right. Oh, well, attached or unattached? And well, is uh, is attached bad or good? Well, uh, we have to figure this out. Okay. I mean, well, well, I'm just gonna say up for right now until gonna, we work this out. I'm gonna go attached is good. Somehow I feel that way. So so a tepidly <laughs> attached Tom's diabetic toe. Tepidly. Does that work for you? Uh, I'm going to go, I don't know if I can do this. Go ahead. I want my toes, motherfucker. That's okay. Uh, I'm going to go with an attached, uh, with a a three quarters attached Tom's toe. Yeah. Yeah. So there's a little bone peeking through. Yeah, a little bone. Okay. Fair enough. So now we switch, we go sort of um, uh, back to 1955. Yep. To a film that's important to a lot of people. It's been important to Tom and I for reasons we sometimes can't explain. Every movie file in the world knows this fucking movie. And it's 1955's Night of the Hunter. Night of the Hunter. Um, The only film directed by Charles Lawton. Only film. Yes, absolutely. His one and only film uh, as a director and a classic in every... Well, see, here's the thing. Like, you and I have talked about this before. It's a great film that's sometimes a little bad. Oh, it's horrible. There's a lot of flaws in this movie. 
It's 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 cartoony. It's deliberately cartoony, and mm-hmm. then it's cartoony above and beyond what it needed to be to do that. But it's also sometimes kind of bad. And I, mm-hmm. also, I want to start with that because it's it's more glorious and awesome than it is bad. And right. I don't again. I don't want to keep repeating myself. It's not glorious and awesome because it's bad. There's no relationship. It's very schizophrenic in a sense. Yeah. That it's just fantastic. Like eighty percent of in it, sense, and then twenty percent is like, what in the fuck is that? In a sense, it's almost not at all surprising that this is the one movie Lawton did. Okay. You know, because 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 I think those those the differences you're talking about are a matter of directorship as much as anything else. Do you want Do you want to run us through the, the basic sort of like conflict or premise? Oof, okay, let's do that. All right, um, let's see. Uh, George, um, no, George, no. Hey, hold on. Oh, I, maybe I'm falling to be apart. Doing this. This is terrible. Oh no, Peter Graves. Okay, Peter Graves. Peter Graves. Have you George Peter you Graves? Enjoy, do you enjoy? <laughs> Gladiator movies. Uh, From Airplane. This is, this is one of his early Star Wars 17. Yeah, many roles he was Mission in. Impossible. All right, shout out. Peter Graves. Shout out the fuck mm-hmm. out. Peter Graves. Mm-hmm. Anyways, Peter Graves, is yes. in this fucking yep. you so much. Mm-hmm. Uh, he is uh, he is a uh, small time hood. Mm-hmm. Uh, he has been driven to this uh, thievery by the greed of his wife who wants things. Mm-hmm. All right. Uh, so it opens up with him uh, rushing onto his farm yep. with uh, having robbed a bank. Sirens in the background. Sirens. Police are, are there. Imminent. Police are yeah. police are upon him almost. Yep. And so he's there. Um, he's injured. Uh, he. I was trying to figure out, he's got a bundle of cash, and he's like, for what you got from the bank, he's like, where do I put this thing? Where do I hide yeah. it? So that he wants it to, for the family, because yeah. he's going to, he's obviously going to be arrested. Confronts his two children, who are like, <laughs> what is happening here? Hello, Paul. And, and, uh, and I just have to pause and say, perhaps the worst acting I've ever seen in any film is by Peter by Grace Peter in this scene. It is just, it's an abortion of acting. <laughs> it's not good at all, man. Yeah. It is yeah. the sub, what Subway is the sandwich is, he is to acting uh, in this moment. With the child the uh, Bloody abomination. Yes. Yeah. Um, but anyway, so he, uh, so he, he, he hits upon the perfect place, which is off camera, so we don't know what it's going to be. Okay. Boom. So he goes Money to- Money is hidden there. Yeah. He goes mm-hmm. to prison. Yep. Uh, and now- Okay, so he gets arrested in a rather graphic scene. Meanwhile, uh, time. meanwhile, back in Gotham City, mm-hmm. uh, no, uh, Robert Mitchum, meanwhile, plays a preacher. He plays a, a sort of preacher. Well, he plays a man who claims to be a preacher, well, may or may not be a preacher. We never know, him. really, actually, if he's just a, a bad except preacher. That, or... Except that functionally, he's a preacher to people yep. who want to listen to so his he's line a preacher. of bullshit. You're right. right. Good point. So uh, he is. The same way that we have so, fans. This movie is so, like, <laughs> both of them, this, <laughs> that we can count. Uh, this movie is so, it's, it's interesting how like it's it's had this sort of ripple effect through society okay. like through a lot of pop culture since yeah. then so the old the 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 the, the knuckle uh so robert mitchell plays a preacher but across his knuckles he has love on one side mm-hmm. and hate on the other yeah. left hand right hand yes that whole thing which again appears later on in spike you know spike lee movies uh and in other spike lee movies oh yeah do the right thing I didn't remember that. Yeah, the guy the guy stops and tells almost verbatim the I, story of old brother right hand, uh, old brother left hand. I'd forgotten that. Okay. Yeah. Go ahead. So 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 this, like I said, this movie has kind of ripples, and and in that oh, sense, sure, I yeah. think this is where that comes from. I I, yep. I can't imagine where else it would come. But from. I, I mentioned to you, uh, we were talking about this one time that that um, a maintenance guy at our grandmother's, she ran a, she was manager of a rest home. The maintenance guy had love and hate. So so I think on his knuckles. Yeah, I'd like to think he got it from Robert Mitchum. I, from pro- this movie. I mean, probably that's where how it came out. Yeah. yeah anyway, so uh, but but he is uh, but Robert Mitchum is uh, mm-hmm. he's uh, he's in a he's in a hoop he's in a he's a preacher and he's watching uh, a lady on stage taking off her clothes stripper. a little bur- burlesque stripper thing. Yeah. And this is this movie for all it, it, whether it's good or bad to you, 
is not a subtle movie. No, <laughs> no, no. It's good, like I, said, I know what you're hinting cartoon. at. So he's sitting there watching, watching the woman undress. Getting, and getting, getting increasingly angry at these these whores yes. showing off their naughty bits and their yep. their fluffy fun pillows. Yep. You can just hear that in his fucking head as he's watching this sure. thing. And then like just just as just as he reaches into his pocket and his switchblade like pops out yep. like not on penis like yep. through his jacket cloth. Yep. A policeman arrests him in and the theater. And then he throws the the switchblade through. A, um, a tire swing. <laughs> Anyone get the reference? I don't get that reference at all. This function ad with Ditka. He throws the football through the tire swing. Anyone? I don't. Anyone at all? Oh my god. Anyone? Else? Wow. <laughs> okay. Welcome to Halt. I thought that was going to be screamingly funny. That was screamingly something or other. Okay. Go ahead. Screaming I admit defeat. I admit defeat when I am defeated. Anyways, so he gets arrested uh, because he was driving a stolen car. Hmm. Peculiar. He ends up in prison, uh, mm-hmm. in the same prison, in the Seringa cell with Robert Graves, who tells him Peter just Graves. enough of Peter Graves, you. you sack full of unwanted jizz. Oh, sorry. And then <laughs> and then Didka is going to kick a ball. <laughs> Fuck you. Yeah. Not, okay, let's just we're reestablish. We're not perfect let's on this just, podcast. Let's reset ourselves. In, we're in this, they're in the prison cell. Peter Graves, who's gone there for stealing the money from the bank or whatever. Oh, and shooting somebody. So he's got the death penalty hanging. Oh, that's right. He does it. And then Robert Mitchum, the faux possible preacher who's there for stealing a car. Right. Now, for some, obviously out of his fucking tits. Now, for some reason, Peter Graves' character, he talks in his sleep, but mm-hmm. in like detailed like sentences. What did I do with the money? You want to know? Here's what I do with the money. It's over here. And, and his acting is as bad when he's asleep as when he's awake. Right. And Robert Mitchum um, is, is overhearing together enough the information that he has a widow and two children at home and that homestead might be where the money's hidden. By the way, there's another element to this movie and just the fact that like... Peter Graves apparently uh, scares Robert Mitchum. Ridiculous. <laughs> insane. It's insane. Like, Peter Robert Graves is, could spank and bang him like in a hurry. Yeah, absolutely. <clears throat> so anyways, uh, so uh, so armed with that, uh, after Peter Graves' character is uh, executed, yep. armed with this knowledge that there's, there's a great, money By the, the way, I just want to, I'm sorry to, to, I don't mean to derail you. There's a great little scene with the executioner yep. sort of doing his duty and then going home to his wife. Mm-hmm. I mean, there, there's a little sort of moments where there's no acting or no dialogue where Lawton's actually probably at his strongest. Yeah, there are like these weird... This Okay, this is movie... One of the things that makes this movie so good and it's such a classic in my mind is yep. that there are just like classic fucking moments throughout this movie. Yeah. Not, none of them are subtle. Oh, nothing is subtle in this movie. No. Nope. But there are these just these wonderful classic moments that like are that are dream logic nightmare logic in some cases yeah and they just they ring true beyond what you're seeing on screen okay right and so so um so anyway so Mitchum makes his way back to the farm and starts the uh the, the laborious process the hideous heinous process of um uh seducing peter graves's uh, wife played by shelly duvall at oh tom Tom, you piece of garbage thrown inside. I am going to kick a field goal here in a minute. (laughs) Do you mean Shelly Winters? Shelly Winters, right. Sorry. Uh, I'm sorry. I'm looking at your Annie Hall thing, and it says Shelly Duvall there, and that fucking bled into my brain. So, right, Shelly Winters. Okay. I'll put away everything with writing in in the studio (laughs) next time. (laughs) You might have to. Played by New York Uh, Times. And there's Jenny. Okay. Okay. All right. So, Shelly Winters Winters. is Peter Graves' widow. Suck my balls. And Robert Mitchum. (laughs) I'm going to throw this coffee at you. (laughs) 
Because <laughs> not even much. And there would well, be a waste of Well, it's a seducer, so he can sort of get a hold of the money. Yeah, he wants to get a hold of the money. Comes to find out she doesn't know where it is. Yeah. He finds out then that the kids know May where know where it is. So he dispenses a good part of the movie kind of terrorizing them as the new sort of suitor and then and then stepfather. Right. And then yeah. ultimately uh, he kills uh, Shelley winters mm-hmm. uh and the kids make a break for it and at that point we start heading into our very biblical yep. uh biblical um the stuff they get in they get in a boat and stuff, they head yeah. down river mm-hmm. uh the the he didn't say quran i'm grateful for that yes so all right my all right motherfucker take over <laughs> no, how can dance. i do any better dance well let me make sounds kind of by my mouth that, that might help so so yeah. um we actually we don't need to say much more about it he's chasing after the kids yeah um and and enter lillian gish the great fi- uh, silent film star uh yes absolutely her greatest was birth of a nation yeah that's right yeah and um and she uh plays uh, an old woman who's sort of a caretaker for wayward children right so this is where the religious symbology sort of comes. The religious symbology comes in really hard and heavy in the back end. Yep. What we have is we have the we have the obvious evil use of religion in Robert Mitchum, mm-hmm. right? He uses his religion and his knowledge of religion to scare and browbeat and manipulate other people. And always the tattoo of love and hate on his dick beaters, right? Like, as, <laughs> as symbols, yeah. His dick beaters. Yep. Okay. Uh, meanwhile, Lillian Gish is. The kindness, the yep. the the charity, that, but also that, the discipline. The, well, absolutely, of yep. course. Yep. The, the the yeah, the, the the kindness, the discipline, the the niceness mm-hmm. that is Christianity, and she represents that. She takes in yep. wayward children. Mm-hmm. This is obviously during the Great Depression. It's never said, but it's but it's pretty much implied yep. uh, that, that that that's going on in the background. And so she brings, she takes these kids and she starts raising them as her own. Mm-hmm. And she won't, she won't, she'll they'll. Tell me about themselves when they feel ready for it. Like, she's that kind of... She's she's Mr. fucking Belvedere. Do you remember... I don't mean to derail you at all, Or Krause. Do you know that the guy who played Mr. Belvedere... Did you ever hear the story about how he sat down during a scene... Do you know the story? Mm, You remember the show Mr. Belvedere? Yeah. (laughs) Who cares? He sat... What ended the show was he sat down and he sat on one of his balls and just broke it. And they had to end the show. He broke his own balls. Okay, I need to go die somewhere. So, now. Night of the Hunter. I didn't know that was possible. Oh, yeah. Why do I get the feeling that's coming? Okay, go. Anyway, that's it. So, I just wanted to let you know about that. Thank you. <laughs> Every episode, we seem Great I trivia. come up with one or you come up with a with a diversion that mm-hmm. uh, brings everything down to sure. nothingness. But well, we people a chance to breathe. Oh, yeah, from all the wit and the wonderness. Shelly Duvall. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Go ahead. Mike Ditka, everybody. <laughs> I thought that was a great reference. Yes, you did. Yes, you did. <laughs> Night of the Hunter. Uh. <laughs> Anyways, um, so what? You know what else is there? It's it, at the end. It's a it's a confrontation between Gish and Mitchum. Yeah. Uh, you know, well, old brother right hand, old brother left hand. It just all comes together. I'll tell you what else there is. There's fucking great cinematography. The black and white hair amazing. is amazing. The shadows are amazing. This the very now. This is one thing that is kind of subtle at times. The soundtrack, the sure. sound noise, if you will, like whatever that is, in the like the the subtle weaving of like mm-hmm. slight Christian hymns. Um, Sung by well, children yeah. and like all these sort of interesting music. Well, and they're on the river and they're going mm-hmm. down and then they pull over to the side and they're sleeping and you just hear Robert Mitchum's voice clear in the background singing um, a hymn as he's chasing children, him. And you see like a midget on a donkey with the sun, with the moon behind it going across mm-hmm. a, across this. Again, it's this cartoon 
and and dream logic and yep. nightmare logic all going on at the same time. Yeah, it's one of my it, one of my theories about about this movie, which is is I think it's harder to show people when they're adults than it is when if they've seen it as a kid or something like that and maybe forgot about it. Okay, because it requires I think a certain sort of childish detachment from from reality and linear linearness. Okay. To really appreciate this movie. I That's people, a possibility. People I know who are like strong willed and who are adults who watch this. Well, that sounds weird. Who are opinionated, let's put it mm-hmm. that way. And adults and watch this movie have almost universally not cared for it for, in my experience. It's well, it's, it, it lacks, it bugs me. It has a, a sort of like, um, primitive sophistication. If, mm-hmm. if you can accept that yeah. sort of contradiction okay. in terms. Yeah. And so if you require sophisticated sophistication, it's problematic. Right. It's also, but it's also a film that's like, um, it's part of like film classes and film studies, but it is to me just so enjoyable on its own. Yeah. This outside of, of that, you know, study of so fucking atmospheric. So, uh, yeah, yeah. So I give this one a fully attached Tom's pinky toe. Pinky toe. All right. Oh yeah, I'm gonna. I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go jubilant, uh, Tom. Uh, I'm gonna go pinky toe uh, with uh, with the nail painted a bright orange. I like it on this one. Yes, I yes. Like and, it. and attached, of course. But yeah, I uh, I love this movie. I predict this rating system will not last one I, more episode. I can't, no, I'm not sure. I'm following what the fuck we're talking about. <laughs> Diabetic it. toes. Yeah, uh, I okay. just uh, no. This is. I am unapologetically a fan of this movie. Yeah, it's a great movie. I it, it's uh, I, I like I said I've shown it to so many people mm-hmm. and have more than fifty percent of the time they just didn't like it mm-hmm. and that bugs me. I'm not going to stop trying to show it nope. to new people. Keep it's trying. So fucking yep. so good, so yep. necessary. So, well, yeah, uh, I think uh, I think we're done for today. But I um, what are the chances this one recorded? <laughs> I love hanging out with you, buddy. Likewise, and I love talking movies with you. And yes, sir, this is getting uncomfortable and weird. I just wanted to say that I love you, Tommy. I love you too, Joe. I love you too, and so much so that I'm gonna go kick a football. Be a mic, dude. Oh, let me hold it for you, like Lucy. 